Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Galatians 5, 1 through 15. Well, welcome to our 200th episode as we are going through the New Testament. That means we are just almost two-thirds of the way through our journey through the New Testament. And today we come to an important chapter in Galatians 5, one where a key word is freedom. Now, especially as Americans what words do we love more than freedom? Well, if there's any words on that list, it's not going to be a long list because we love freedom. We love it. We praise it. And I think to a great extent, rightly so, freedom is a good thing. But we have to ask some questions whenever we think about freedom. Some good questions whenever freedom comes up in whatever context it may be would be freedom from what and freedom for what? What are we free from and then what are we free to go and do? And that's what we're going to have to think through as we look at Galatians. And especially with the arguments Paul has been making very clearly that we are not saved by our works. We are not saved by circumcision. We are not saved by keeping the law. No, there is a better way, the way really through faith in Christ. As we saw back, a pivotal verse back in chapter 2, I have been crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, I live, right? It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And we've seen how the way Paul is teaching, and that's not Paul's idea, he's made it very clear this is God's gospel. Uh, God's gospel tells us not, hey, here's the system of works to go and do. It tells us this is what you need to believe. It is a system of faith. And so we are free from the law in the sense of free from the law as a way of salvation or as a way of earning intimacy or favor with God. And we'll see a little more as well today of what we are free to go and do. He starts off there, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not Submit, again, to a yoke of slavery. Now, as much as maybe an American politician might want to take this first and use it really for whatever political freedom they want, Paul is making a very specific point here. When he's telling them to stand firm and to not submit again to a yoke of slavery, he is referring specifically to these false teachers who are teaching you need to keep the law. And likely, as we're going to see here, one main component that they were teaching is you need to be circumcised. And Paul, in this next section, makes it clear, no, that is not true. And there's actually danger here, because if you accept circumcision, you're basically saying that you're obligated to keep the whole law, and you're actually walking away from the gospel. 
You're now choosing to believe something else besides the gospel. Verse 4 is very severe even in what it says. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. And here he's saying you can't hedge your bets by saying, well, you know, faith in Christ sounds good, but, you know, just to be safe, I'll get circumcised too, right? Because they're telling me I need to be circumcised to be saved. Well, what can it hurt if I get circumcised? Paul's saying it can hurt a lot because it's showing that you don't really believe the gospel. If you think some external work can be what guarantees your salvation, you don't understand what Christ has done or what he is offering to you through the gospel. And it's through faith, verse 5, for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. This righteousness is not something we will earn through the works of the law. It is something we have faith in that Christ will give to us. And then we see verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. And that's something we've seen now Throughout the last few chapters, really, Christianity is not a system of works. It's not a system of externals. It is about faith. And that faith is not only what saves us. That faith, believing God, believing what he says, living like it's true, that is actually what will propel us through the Christian life. And that faith is really rooted in our union with Christ. We've been crucified with Christ, but now Christ lives in us. And it's also fueled by the Holy Spirit, as we will see. And one of the things it leads to is love. When we believe God, it will help us to love others. More on that in a moment when we get to verse 13. But then in verses 7 through 12, we see the strongest words of warning that Paul has against this idea that you need to be circumcised. And he's saying, hey, a little leaven leavens the whole lump, right? If you let this little untruth in, it is going to spread and be bad news. And he shows how strongly he feels about this in verse 12 when he says, I wish those who unsettle you and again, the context by teaching them that they needed to be circumcised would emasculate themselves. Maybe not something you expected to hear in your Bible reading today, but Paul shows how serious he thinks this is and how dangerous he thinks this false teaching is. And again, you may not be tempted by the same kind of teaching. There may be no one who's telling you, hey, you need to be circumcised to be saved. And even in America, uh, circumcision for males has become kind of common medical practice. So it's really not even much of a talking point or a consideration today, but any kind of teaching that would add works or ceremony to the gospel is what is required for salvation shows that we are missing the point of the gospel. And we get a good example of how the gospel does what the law cannot do. Jesus Christ and faith does what the law cannot do. And that is really loving other people. The law cannot make you an unselfish person. The law will show you your selfishness, but it cannot transform your heart into love. Faith in Christ does that, and the Holy Spirit does that 
in us uh, through faith in, and really through uh, the work of Christ in us. And that is what we are free to. Look at verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. There we see Paul is telling them, you are free, and again, free to what and free for what? You are free now to love others. Your freedom in Christ means that you can care truly about other people. And he warns them, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. You are not free to go and do whatever you want. Maybe I should say that again. You are free in Christ but you are not free to go and do whatever you want. That is not what the Bible teaches. And everywhere that question comes up, well, hey, I'm saved by grace. Should I just go sin and do whatever I want? The answer is clearly no, don't do that. Because the gospel now transforms us from selfish people to selfless people. And I think if you are around people that are legalistic in the true sense of the word. Sometimes people throw out, you know, legalist as kind of a pejorative term for anybody that takes holiness more seriously than they do. More rightly, a legalist is someone who thinks by doing these certain things, often external things, I am earning favor with God. If you are around people who are truly like that, unfortunately, it's not the most warm and loving context. Because everyone is focused on doing their thing to keep the rules to be good with God. But when you are around people who truly have faith in Christ, you will see faith working through love. And instead of biting and devouring and consuming one another, you will see building each other up. And so there's a point of self-examination for you today. For you to examine yourself and say, how am I using my freedom in Christ? Am I using my freedom in Christ to love and to serve others? Or am I using it as an excuse and do I need to watch out? And watch out for what? Well, specifically ask, do you see biting and devouring and consuming others in your life? And obviously he's using language of eating and I certainly hope you're not eating anybody else, but with your words, are you biting others? Are you devouring others? Are you consuming others with your speech? Spend some time examining your life in that today. And if you find, ah, you know what? I am using my words. Well, then you need to go back, not just to works or externals, to to faith in Christ, to confess that sin to him. And to ask yourself, how will truly trusting Christ and trusting God transform my words from caustic and biting to life-giving and healing to other people? So I hope you're starting to see that, yes, we are free from the law, but that does not mean we are free to go and do whatever we please, especially in a sinful way. That freedom should lead to love. And we'll see some more things it should lead to tomorrow as we continue through Galatians 5. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. 
To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.